Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Us. Psalms 100 and verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us. Can we say that together? It is he that hath made us. Can we say it again? It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. Yes. Say that with me. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Can we give him praise? Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm thankful for what God is doing in our lives. Amen. It is possible to gain insight into the values of men by looking at what they do when they think no one is looking. We could learn a lot about a person if we could hear what they say to themselves. If we hear it, what they say under their breath when no one is around, what pictures they paint on the canvas of their own imagination, and what color is found in the dreams they willingly choose. There was a radio show a few years ago. I made note of it. This part actually, it's probably 10 years old. I found it in some notes. <clears throat> there was a radio show, and, and, and the uh, the host of the radio show asked the question, what would you do if no one would ever know? There would be no punishment, no report, no consequence, no retribution. Success was guaranteed. If what you wanted to happen, what would you do to make it so? That was the question. People began to call in. Someone said, I, if I could, I would kill my mother-in-law. I would leave my wife. I would sleep with my coworker. I would walk in the bank and clean it out. One after another, the lack of virtue found in these souls was laid bare to the great shock of the listening audience. But finally, there was a caller that called, and there was a shift as this, the voice of this lady said, if I could do one thing that would be guaranteed success, I would pray for an hour that God would have mercy upon my city and send us a revival. Amen. 
I, I think it's very important for us to recognize the Lord has given us a new heart Amen. and given us access to have higher hopes yes, yes. and to pursue things we would not normally pursue in times past. That's right. Well, I guess I need to figure out a way to preach with that. <laughs> it literally sounds like a chipmunk. Did you kill it? Oh, well, it's gone away. So, I guess because I stopped preaching. <clears throat> Amen. 2020, no doubt, had a lot of challenges and difficulties for a lot of people. All of us dealt with it. We've we've dealt with it as a as a church. I've dealt with it as a pastor, and and uh, you know they don't have a handbook on how to how to live and lead during a, a, a world pandemic. And we just have tried to do the best we could. Amen. I, I wouldn't write a book on the things we did because I don't know if what we did was right or wrong. We just did the best we could. Amen. We taped off uh, benches and had hand sanitizer. And, you know, we've tried to encourage social distancing. And, and it's not out of fear. It's just out of just trying to be careful because we know that this disease has been fatal for for an amazing number of people. But you know, here we are in 2020. Amen. And God has kept us. Amen. God has been faithful to us. And I'm thankful for that. Somebody said, praise the Lord. You know, I was talking to someone this morning and I told them what the Lord has put on my heart today is not deep. And... Uh, and we talked about that, you know, being, having some deep message or amazing insight. And, and I said to him, uh, simple shovels can dig deep holes. And a lot of times people are looking for a quick, easy solution to their problem. When in reality, what is called for is simply doing the right thing over and over and over again. <clears throat> Great walls are built with simple bricks. And if you looked at a single brick, there's not much strength or defense found in one brick. But if you lay those bricks side by side, one on top of another, amen, in time, a little brick and a little mortar can build amazing structures that, that would require great effort to break through and tear down. A lot of people today, they are looking for someone to prophesy to them, someone to cast the devil out of them, someone to anoint them with oil. And these are all very valid things, but those things isolated from a life that is living and pursuing the will and the work of God is not enough to do what you desire to do in your life. Amen. Add prophecy to a faithful life. Add anointing to a faithful life. Add dreams and spiritual experience to a faithful life. It can help us make it another day and live with a greater dimension of boldness. But those things isolated from a faithful life, people are always going to be trying to find 
find someone else to prophesy to them, to find someone else to anoint their head, someone else to pray them through, but they just can't seem to live from one week to the next because they're failing to do the little things that really where the greatest power found in the child of God's life isn't from someone prophesying. It's not from someone casting out the devil, but it's found when you will day in and day out, day and night, and night and day, and day and night, and night and day, we dig a little deeper, we lay another brick, and we just keep doing what God has called us to do. Because simple shovels can dig deep holes, and little bricks can build big walls. And I want to encourage you today, amen, this morning I am preaching to the choir. This morning I am encouraging the musician and the soloist. I am encouraging the praise and the worshiper. Keep doing what brought you so far already. Keep doing what God has blessed already. Because if He blessed you yesterday for what you did in the days past, God's going to bless you tomorrow for what you do today. Day and night and night and day, brother, brother Nate, that, that fit like a like a good, nice glove. Day and night and night and day. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dig my hole. I'm gonna build my wall. Amen. You know, there are a lot of tools that I can own that would do me no good because I don't know how to use them. Amen. Trying to think of a tool that I could own. I don't own many tools. There's not a lot of things I know how to do. Like Brother Billy, he's got a bunch of tools. Uh, he, he can have an old 10-year-old saw with a dull blade. But because he knows how to use it, that will accomplish more than if I went and bought a $10,000 specialty built in Germany out of a titanium uh, specialized metal. He could do more with something he knows how to use than I could do something that is of tremendous more value that I don't know how to use. Come on, somebody. But those same two tools at his house if he's not using them, have the exact same quality. You could have a saw, but if you never use it on a piece of wood, it's not doing what it was created to do. Amen. I said this earlier. I alluded to it. There's a lot of people that have a lot of revelation, but they don't live that revelation now. They know in the power of prayer, but they don't pray. They know the benefits of going to church, but they don't go to church. They know in the benefits of giving, but they don't give. Come on, somebody. They know what how good and powerful it is to have a smile on their face, but they can't seem to dig one up. Amen. Can I tell you today? I'm thankful for the revelation I have. And no doubt I want greater revelation, but I want to live with the revelation God's already given me because He's given me a revelation. How many of you said it with me? God has given me tremendous revelation. Amen. Can we raise our hands and say, Lord God, help me to live in the revelation I already have. Lord God, help me to use the tools you've already given me. Help me to use the skill that you've already shown me, God. In the name of Jesus, you taught me a long time ago how to press into your presence. Lord God, help me to press into your presence. Lord, you taught me a long time ago how to pray in the Spirit and intercede for souls. Let me, oh God, pick up the mantle of prayer and press through an intercession because I know how to do it. Help me, Lord, to do what I know how to do. 
Simple shovels can dig deep holes. Little bricks can build great walls. Second Samuel chapter 6 is a familiar story, and I won't belabor the point. The Ark of the Covenant had fallen into the hands of the Philistines. It was during the time of iniquity and abomination in the temple. Eli and his sons uh, participated and allowed all kinds of ungodly things around the house of God. They had become negligent in what they knew. They, they knew how to, let, to, to put oil in the lamps, but there was no oil in the lamps. They knew how to light the lamps, but there was no light in the lamps. And the Bible says the candle of the Lord went out in the house of God. It was in that atmosphere of neglect that, that the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant was lost to the Philistines. And through a few things that happened, the, the Ark of the Covenant back, came back into the land of the people of God, but it was just in somebody's shed, basically. It's just off in someone's house, just languishing. And David, one of the first things he began to hanker for, he desired, there was a, something inside of him that said, I, I want the Ark of the Covenant to be where it needs to be. I want the Ark of the Covenant to be in the, the place that it needs to be. And on the occasion when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back, 2 Samuel chapter 6, it was told King David saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city. Don't you see that word? You see that word? Brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with... What's it say? Everybody say gladness. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a, with a, with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Amen. Before they got it to where they wanted it, while they were bringing the ark of the, God, of the covenant where they wanted it, they brought it from where it was to where they wanted it with shouting and praise. If there's things in your life that are not like you want them, you want to get them in the right place, bring it into the place where you want it by shouting and giving God praise because there is a progression that you will experience in your life. Amen. It's going to come when you're willing to shout and praise and sacrifice. Amen. You're not going to get it done in one little step. The Bible says they went six paces. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six paces. And then they sacrificed fatlings and oxen. Many people said, well, there we did it. But David had the foresight to say, we're not there yet. And for mile upon mile, six paces at a go of sacrifice and praise with worship and shouting, they brought it six paces and worship, six paces and sacrifice, six paces and praise. Amen. And they brought 
the ark of God. And they brought, I imagine by the end of the day, David was tired. I imagine he was sweated down from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. He got dead. The Bible says when he came into Jerusalem, that his wife looked down and said, my husband has lost his mind. She, she, she had a critical spirit toward him. She should have been in the procession with him. She should have been shouting with him. But the bottom line is, uh, everybody say pace. Pace. After pace. Altar after altar. Praise after praise. We may not have some things in our life where we want them, but I've made up in my mind, amen, every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night, every Monday morning, every Tuesday morning, day and night, night and day, I'm going to give God praise. Day and night, night and day, I'm going to give God prayer. And I'm going to give Him my supplication. I'm going to thank Him for the blessings He's already done. Amen, you know, I'm going to blow your mind. How many of you know the Lord has answered a prayer to in the past? Can you count them? Has He answered one prayer or two prayers or three prayers or four prayers or five prayers or six prayers or seven prayers or ten prayers or twenty prayers? Or How many times has the Lord answered your prayer? Can you even remember how many, what He did last week? Sometimes it's a simple prayer like, Lord, I don't want to be parked down here in the, the end of the world. I wish you'd give me a front space parking. How many times has he answered those simple kinds of prayer? Or when you had a headache, you said, Lord, I wish you'd take this headache away. And he took the headache away. Or you just, you just had just this little prayer request just kind of come out of your mouth. And just in a minute, it, it came to pass. And then those have been those deep prayers, those long-standing prayers, those prayers that were memorial prayers. You prayed and you prayed and you prayed it, but the Lord answered the prayer, Brother Hayes. The Lord answered the prayer, Brother Billy. The Lord answered the prayer. We look back, and those are memorials of the miracles of God in our life. How many times has God answered a prayer? Can I tell you that God's power does not diminish based on its using. I have a bottle of oil that I used as an illustration a little bit ago. I don't know if I could see where the level is. It's very dark. Or maybe I didn't use very much of it. You have a lot of oil here. But you know, this is 16.9 ounces of extra virgin olive oil. Probably make, add that to your pizza or your pasta or, or, or your biscuits. Good stuff. But every time you use it, there's a little less in it. But there's something about the presence of God. Every time you use it, it seems like there's a little more of it. Amen. And it grows with the using. It, it gains power with our application because our faith begins to grow. And as we apply it, we begin to understand its ability to affect our world. And I want to tell you, if the Lord has answered prayers in the past, if you've seen the Lord do things in the past, let me encourage you. If you've ever prayed, pray in faith this year. If you've ever sought the face of God for deliverance for someone you love, seek the face of God. Sister Tammy, I thought of you this morning while I was sitting over here meditating. This is before I got up to preach. How many prayers have you prayed for Brother Ryan? Amen. Brother Ryan, how old are you now? How old? 30. 30. He's getting old. 
33 years old. And I dare say your mama's been praying for you since she was maybe before you were born. And, 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 and there is an answered prayer. Amen. He's a fine young man. I love Brother Ryan. How many of you feel that way? Amen. I love Brother Ryan. Brother Ryan is a living testimony of, of, of a mother that loves him. How many of you ever pray for Brother Ryan? Yeah. Anybody? Did you ever pray for Brother Ryan? Brother? He's a living testimony. God give me a hunk of a man and there he is. And right there, and, and I can point to everyone in this room. Everyone in this room, you are a living testimony to a prayer request that was made for you. I am a living testimony. My mother's watching this today. I know she's prayed for me. I, know, I think every time I talk to them, they say, well, we pray for you today. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to say I'm alive today and living for God because of my mom and dad and other people that love me enough to pray. Amen. And Sister Tammy, God answers prayers. And He's answered prayers. for, And you see it in Ryan. He's answered prayers. And you see it in Cherie. And I believe the Lord answers prayer concerning Kent. Amen. I believe the Lord answers prayer for people we've been praying for a long time. Amen. I don't know what the circumstances will be to, to make it come to pass like we prayed. But let me encourage you today. Don't stop praying because you've had some discouraging moments. Keep praying. Keep pressing. Keep believing. Because I'm telling you, God's power is not diminished. His ability to perform miracles is not done. And I want to encourage you today. God is not out of miracle power. Jesus.